Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manim Amar Avram Goldar and Tzidim Rizakas Yavamis Daf Kufches, the thirteenth Perik Beis Shammai. So the three daps we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in a brace that Ezuhu Mun. What is considered Mun? Amra Yevshi Beponi Bali. She said, "I do not want Pony my husband." Or Yevshi Bekedushin. She Kedushin Yitmi Yivaachai. I don't want the Kedushin that my mother or my brothers arranged for me. Rabbi Yudah said, "It's Mun." Even she said this while being carried in the bridal chair from her father's home to her husband's home to go to the chuppah. Why she explains that we accept her words even though she could have simply gotten down from the chair and left. Rabbi said it's even mean if she said it while serving guests who were reclining in her husband's home and she's serving them drinks. Rashi explains that it's valid even though it was not said in front of Basin and the guest she told might have not shared it with anybody assuming it was said confidentially. Rabbi said it's even mean if she said it to the storekeeper that her husband had sent her to in order to bring an item. There's no greater mune than this. Rashi explains that it is valid, even though it was said only to the storekeeper, and one might have thought she's just complaining that her husband sent her. Point number two is, If a katana who did not do mune arose and remarried, they said in the name of Yudah ben Becerra that her marriage is her mune. When they were asked whether her accepting Kedushim from another man would be regarded as a form of Mion, it brings up rice where it was said in the name of Yehuda ben Becerra that Kedusha hen hen me'onel, her Kedushim is her Mion. The Gemara brings a series of questions to determine whether the Rabbanan agree with Yehuda ben Becerra, and if so, to what degree, and concludes that since Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that the Halacha is in accordance with Yehuda ben Becerra, that this implies that the Rabbanan disagree with him and hold that with regard to both Kedushin and Nesuin, the Katana must first verbally refuse her husband. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, If her husband gave her a get and then remarried her, and she then did mun and married another man and was widowed and divorced by the second husband, she is permitted to return to her first husband. Rashi explains that even though if she had not initially returned to her first husband before doing Mun and she become divorced from her second husband, she would have remained Asu to her first husband, the fact that she did Mun reveals that in fact she's a Katana who is not subject to Kedushin and nullifies the get so that it is not viewed as remarrying his divorcee after she married someone else. However, if she had done Mun with her first husband, who then remarried her, and then he gave her a get, and she married another man, and was subsequently widowed or divorced from him, Asura Lakzolo, she's forbidden to return to her first husband. Zalqual, this is the rule. Get Akhar Mun Asura Lakzolo, Mun Akhar Get Muteras Lakzolo. In a case where a get follows Mun, she is forbidden to return to him. In a case where Mun follows a get, she is permitted to return to him. So once again, the three points are number one. It was Tana Brace, Ezuhu Mun. What is considered Mun? Amra Yevshi Beponi Bali. She said, I do not want Pony my husband. Or Yevshi Bekedushin, she Kedushin Yitmi Yivaachai. I don't want the Kedushin that my mother or my brothers arranged for me. Rabbi Yudah said, it's Mun, even she said this while being carried in the bridal chair from her father's home to her husband's home to go to the chuppah. Why she explains that we accept her words even though she could have simply gotten down from the chair and left. Rabbi Yudah said, it's even Mun if she said it while serving guests who were reclining in her husband's home and she's serving them drinks. Rashi explains that it's valid, even though it was not said in front of Basin, and the guest she told might have not shared it with anybody, assuming it was said confidentially. Rabbi said, it's even mean if she said it to the storekeeper that her husband had sent her to, in order to bring an item. There's no greater mune than this. Rashi explains that it is valid, even though it was said only to the storekeeper, and one might have thought she's just complaining that her husband sent her. Point number two is Tana Brice, if a Katana who did not do mune arose and remarried. They said in the name of Yudah ben Becerra that her marriage is her mune. 
When the more asked whether her accepting Kedushim from another man would be regarded as a form of Miyun, it brings up rice where it was said in the name of Yehuda ben Sarah that Kedusha hen hen me'onel. Her Kedushin is her Miyun. The Gemara brings a series of questions to determine whether the Rabbanon agree with Rabbi Yehuda ben Mizera, and if so, to what degree, and concludes that since Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that the halacha is in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda ben Mizera, that this implies that the Rabbanon disagree with him and hold that with regard to both Kedushin and Nesuin, the Katana must first verbally refuse her husband. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, If her husband gave her a get, and then remarried her, and she then did mun and married another man and was widowed and divorced by the second husband, she is permitted to return to her first husband. Rush explains that even though if she had not initially returned to her first husband before doing mun and she became divorced from her second husband, she would have remained asu to her first husband, the fact that she did mun reveals that in fact she's a katana who is not subject to kadushan and nullifies the get so that it is not viewed as remarrying his divorcee after she married someone else. However, if she had done mun with her first husband, who then remarried her, and then he gave her a get, and she married another man, and was subsequently widowed or divorced from him, Asura Lakzovo, she is forbidden to return to her first husband. Zalqual, this is the rule. Get Akhar Mun Asura Lakzovo, Mun Akhar Get, Muteras Lakzovo. In a case where a get follows Mun, she is forbidden to return to him. In a case where Mun follows a get, she is permitted to return to him. Alright, so now we go to our Simon Dav Kufches, and this Simon was suggested to us by Mordechai Sloven from Ramat Beit Shemesh and by Nathaniel Jacob from Great Neck, New York. They both suggested Kufches is a pickpocket because it relates to taking. So here goes. The Katana married to a pickpocket who had just done Mun in front of the storekeeper, where her husband sent her to steal some cash was shocked when her friend ran in begging the storekeeper to be Makadashur as a form of immune. And he refused because he knew that immune after a get would uproot her earlier marriage and that she'd be allowed to go back to her husband. Once again, slow motion. The Katana married to a pickpocket. Pickpocket? That must be run up. Kufchez. The Katana married to a pickpocket who just done immune in front of the storekeeper where her husband sent her to steal some cash, which reminds us, it was taught in a bright immune. What is considered immune? Amri Evshi be pony bali. She said, I do not want pony my husband. Or, Evshi be kedushin she kedushuni imi va'achai. I do not want the kedushin that my mother or my brothers arranged for me. Rebuda said, it's even immune if she said to the storekeeper that her husband had sent her to in order to bring an item. There's no greater mean than this. Rush explains that it is valid even though it was only said to a storekeeper and one might have thought that she is just complaining that her husband sent her. So, the Katana married to a pickpocket who just sent mute in front of the storekeeper where her husband sent her to steal some cash was shocked when her friend ran in begging the storekeeper to be Mikadashur as a form of mune, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa. If a katana who did not do mun arose and remarried, they said in the name of Yudah ben Maser that her marriage is her mun. When the Gemara asked whether her accepting Kedushim from another man would be regarded as a form of mun, it brings a bright to what was said in the name of Yudah ben Maser that her Kedushim is her mun. So the katana married to a pickpocket who just done mun in front of the storekeeper, where her husband sent her to steal some cash, was shocked when her friend ran in begging the storekeeper to be the Kaddisher as a form of immune. And he refused because he knew that immune after a get would uproot her earlier marriage and that she'd be allowed to go back to her husband, which reminds us. The Gmore brings the claw. Get or chamun asura lakzulo, mun achur get muteras lakzulo. In a case where a get follows mun, she's forbidden to return to her first husband. In a case where mun follows a get, she is permitted to return to him. 
So once again, the Katana married to a pickpocket who just done mute in front of the storekeeper, where her husband sent her to steal some cash, was shocked when her friend ran in begging the storekeeper to be Makadashir as a form of Mune, and he refused because he knew that Mune, after a get, would uproot her earlier marriage and that she'd be allowed to go back to her husband. Alright, now it's time for Forbalat Bar Chazar. Daf Kuftalit. So this in Daf Kuftalit is a code. So here goes. The covert basin that performed a chalitza at night used a code. Code? That must mean we're on Daf Kuftalit. The covert basin that performed a chalitza at night, which reminds us the next Mishnah states, the chalitza performed at night is kashera, but Rebbe Lezer rules it's pasula. The Gemara seeks to define what the Machokas is based on. It concludes, Mar Sava Chalitza Ketchilas Din Damya, or Mar Sava Chalitza Gemar Din Damya. Rebbe holds that a Chalitza is compared to the beginning of a trial and is therefore invalid if done at night. The Tanakama holds that a Chalitza is comparable to the conclusion of a trial and is therefore valid if performed at night. So the covert basin that performed a Chalitza at night used a code made of saliva to tell the Yavama that she had to do the essential acts of Chalitza and spit, which reminds us, if the Yavam removed the shoe and recited the Pesukim but did not spit, Rebbe says the Chalitza is invalid, but Rebbe Kiva says the Chalitza is valid. Rebbe said the Rebbe Kiva, the Pasuk and the Parsha of Chalitza says, so shall it be done, which implies that anything that is in an action is essential. Therefore, if the Yavama does not spit, the Chalitza is invalid. Rebbe Kiva said Rebbe Raya, from there you bring a proof, the Pasuk says, so shall be done to the man. Which implies anything that is in action that involves a man is essential. This excludes the spitting, which is done by the Yavama. So the covert basin that performed a chalitza at night used a code made of saliva to tell the Yavama that she had to do the essential acts of a chalitza and spit, while the Elam who could not perform a chalitza because he was not fit to speak stood outside to guard. Which reminds us, the chalitza of an Elam and Elemis, a mute man or a mute woman, is invalid. And the first part of a Mishnah, which rules that chalitza is valid even when there's no kriya, follows the opinion of Rabbi Zer, who said, Regarding any mincha that's fit for blending, blending is not essential to it, and the mincha is valid without the blending. And any mincha that's not fit for blending, blending is essential, and not blending the ingredients invalidates the mincha. Similarly, if the Yav and Yavama are fit to speak, the actual kriya is not ma'akev to the chalitza. But if one of them are not fit to speak, the chalitza is invalid. Daf Kuf Hei, so the similar Daf Kuf Hei is a Russian hacker. So here goes. The Russian hacker, Russian hacker, that must be more Daf Kuf Hei. The Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young gave a hacking class on learning and chesed, which reminds us, Rabbi said that the sin of Beisele cannot be atoned for by carbon or mincha of a miskaper who Torah, but it can be atoned for with Torah learning. Abai said it can be atoned for with acts of chesed. Rabbi and Abai were both descendants from the house of Eli. Rabbi, who engaged in Torah learning, lived 40 years. Abaya, who engaged in both Torah and chesed, lived for 60 years. Abai said that the Riochim and Zaki was informed that there was a family in Yushalayim whose members would die when they reached the age of 18. He suspected they were from base alien, told them, go and engage in Torah and live, which they did. So the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying looking down, while his words floated up, which reminds us there was a Malchokas based on Psukim, whether one should dub with their eyes downward toward Eretz Yisrael or upwards toward Shemaim. When Mishmael Rabbi Yossi heard what was being discussed, he said that his father Yossi had said one of Dovins needs to direct his eyes downward and his heart upward so that one can fulfill 
both Psukim, the Marshal explains that Yossi held that most of the Shekhinah left Eretz Yisrael after the Churban, therefore one's thoughts should be directed towards Shemaim, but since some of the Shekhinah remains in Eretz Yisrael, his eyes should be directed downwards towards it. So the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young, gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying, looking down while his words floated up, a heavy set rabbi slowly walked to the front of the class. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates the exchange between Abdan and Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yossi when Rabbi Shmuel, who was heavy set, entered Rabbi Shir, and it appeared as if he was stepping over the heads of others who were already seated. Later, Rabbi Shmuel clarified to Rabbi that his father, Rabbi Yossi, ruled based on the word Ish in the Pasuk that the Yavam must be an adult, but a woman can be an adult or a minor to perform Chalitza. Daf Kufav, so the Sim Daf Kufav is a tightrope walker walking a fine line. So here goes. The tightrope walker, tightrope walker, that must be on Daf Kufav, walking a fine line. The tightrope walker walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing Chalitza, which reminds us it was Tana Breitza, Chalitza Mutes Kashera, a mistaken Chalitza is valid. And Rabbi Yochan explains this is wherever they tell the Yavam, Perform chalitza with her on condition that she'll give you Masaim Zuz. But she clarifies that making an act contingent on a condition is learned out from the Tanai B'nai God and Reuven. Since that act was made possible through a shaliach, referring to Yeshua, so to the act must be possible to carry it out through a shaliach. Since chalitza cannot be performed through a shaliach, it cannot be made conditional based on a Tanai. Therefore, the chalitza is valid even though the Yavama did not fulfill the Tanai. So the tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza was dismayed when all he found was a chalitza document with the entire parsha on it. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses how the psukim are written in the chalitza document given to the chalitza. Abai holds that since the parchment was not scored, only the beginning of each pasuk could be written on it. Rush explains that a parchment that's not scored cannot have four consecutive words written on it, since one may only write psukim as part of an entire Sefer Torah. Marzut would score lines in the parsha and write the entire parsha of a chalitza on it. In the case of a chalitza document, the kavanah is merely for a sipur devarim to relate the chalitza procedure, and it has no kedusha. And since it's written for the mitzvah, it's permitted to write the whole parsha. So the tightrope walker walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza was dismayed when all he found was a chalitza document with the entire parsha on it, and then almost fell off when the yavama unstilled spit towards her short yavam, and the wind carried the spittle. His way. Which reminds us, Abai said, if the Yavama spat and the wind carried the spit away before it reached the Yavam, she has not accomplished anything. This is because we require the fulfillment of the Pasuk, but Yarkab and she shall spit before him, which implies that the spit must come before the Yavam. Therefore, if he's tall and she is short, and the wind carries away the spit, Ekabafanav, there is the fulfillment of spitting before him. But if she is tall and he is short, and the wind carries away the spit, we require that the spittle first reach level with his face and then go away with the wind. Daf Kufzain. So the symbol Daf Kufzain is couscous. So here goes. The waiter serving couscous after a chup was shocked when the Kal Katana did Mun while throwing couscous at Rochasim, which reminds us the opening mission of the 13th parrot brings four Machlokasim between Beisham and Beisil regarding Mun. Beisham may say, Eimamanin el Arusas, we may only arrange Mun for Arusas, but Beisil will say, Arusas vinasuas. Mun may be arranged for Arusas and Nasuas. But you said in the Mishmur that Beisham's reason is, Refisha ain't Tanai binasuan, because no Tanai is binding with a Nasuan involving an adult woman. If a minor who is fully married is permitted to perform Mun, people will come to think yesh tanai ben nesuin that if tanai is still binding with regard to marriage of an adult woman since it looks as if the minor's marriage is being annulled because of some tanai that was not fulfilled basil are not concerned for they say people know that the marriage of a minor girl is only the rabban and that it's annulled through mune three more interpretations are brought for this malchokas 
So the waiter serving couscous after Chub was shocked when the Kal Katana de Mune was throwing couscous at her chosum. And unlike a get, she actively said, which reminds us, Rav said, to one brother. She's prohibited to the other brother. This is comparable to when Yavama received a get from one brother. She becomes prohibited to all the brothers. But Shmuel said, if a money Yavama did mean with one brother, she's permitted to the other brother. This is not similar to a Yavama who receives a get, for in that case, it's the Yavam who's giving the get. Whereas here, in regard to Mun, it's the minor who's doing the action and saying, I do not want you, and I do not desire you. This implies that she's saying, I do not want you, but I do want your brother. Ravasi said, that if she did Mun to the Yavam, she is still permitted to him. So the waiter serving couscous after Chuppu was shocked when the Kala Katana did Mun while throwing couscous at her chosen. And unlike a get, she actively said, making her chosen, the camel driver, so mad that he needed to be tied. With two knots. Which reminds us, even though Beishamay hold that Mun must be done before the husband, the Rabbanan permitted Pishon, the camel driver's wife, to do Mun not in his presence, because he behaved improperly and destroyed her Nixim Elug. When the how she could perform Mun, since the husband only has rights in the Nixim Elug, after Nesuah, and Beishamay does not permit in Nesuah to do Mun, the Gemara answers trade Kitri Abdubay. They nodded him with two knots, meaning they granted a double dispensation to his wife, and also had her do Mun, even though she was a Nesuah. Alright, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.